Hello, men. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Men Under Construction podcast, a weekly program where we aim to provide men with tools meant to help them remain focused on the narrow path. This is a place where men help build each other up and not tear each other down. We are all under construction, so we value relationships that inspire us to be better men and better brothers through love and accountability. All right, without further ado, please help me welcome this week's lead foreman. Welcome back to the Men Under Construction podcast. My name is Roel Cortez, and I'll be this week's lead foreman. The message for this week is called Now Accepting Applications. So this is something related to when you're looking for a job. When you're out there looking for a job, there's always going to be opportunities for you, but it's always going to be based on your knowledge, your skills, and your abilities. So knowledge is defined as the fact or condition of knowing something with familiarity, the range of one's information or understanding, understanding a theoretical concept, but not necessarily being able to practice it. Skills. The ability to use one's knowledge effectively, practical application of theoretical knowledge, and then abilities, being competent in executing your skills, your innate capabilities to exercise and display your skills. It's above just having the skills to do something. It's actually doing something and doing it well. So those are your abilities. So together, it's called knowledge, skills, and abilities. And whenever an employer is looking to fill some positions, um, they always look at knowledge, skills, and abilities of those that are applying for the jobs. So how do we find out about job openings? Well, job openings are, you know, you know, based on who you know. Uh, it could be classified ad, could be referrals, could be job boards, uh, workforce commission, and then job postings. And certainly there's always a, an application process when you apply for a job, right? So what are the job requirements? What are the required qualifications they're looking for? What are the standards for the position? What are the description of the duties? And then you have to look at all those things and determine whether you think you qualify. And the way employers look at it is you must be qualified before you will even be considered for the job. So you have to be qualified in order to be called onto the next step of the process, if you will, to get to the, to, to the interview, right, which is where everybody wants to get, right? So you want to apply for a job and you want somebody to review your qualifications, your, your knowledge, your skills and abilities as you put them down on the application or the resume. And then you hope that somebody calls you for an interview. And then so when, when the interview does come, they work under a very simple concept. So most interviews work like this. Past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior, right? So in other words, what you have done in the past is probably what you will do in the future. So how you have behaved in your past is an indication of what you'll behave like in the future. So in the interview, the way they, that the interviewer tries to get this understanding and trying to try to see what you've done in your past, they ask you questions like, can you tell me about your greatest achievement at work? Can you please describe the work environment in which you will thrive and be able to contribute? What kind of oversight and interaction would your ideal boss provide? Can you tell me about a time when you had to overcome a major obstacle that stood in the way of your goal? Can you tell me about a time when you had to deal with conflict with a coworker? How did you resolve it? And then what are the three most important attributes or skills that you would bring to the team? So some questions related to what you can do, but mostly what are some things you have done in your past that is a good indicator to us, if you will, the interviewer or the company, that you are um, going to react the same way if we hire you. So what you've done in the past, again, is a great indicator, the best indicator for whether or not you'll be successful in the future. So then the decision is made by answering some questions. If you're the person interviewing or the person hiring, you're, you're going to ask yourself, okay, 
who is the best or who is the most qualified candidate, right? So you try to whittle it down based on that. Who has the most appropriate skills based on the requirements of the job? Can they perform the essential functions of the job? And then how does the hiring manager think the candidate will fit in with the current members of the team? And then who has a superior technical skills? They're always looking for someone that has a superior technical skills, right? So that's based on what position they're hiring for. They're looking at the technical skills, right? And again, knowledge, skills, and abilities, right? So knowledge, factor, condition of knowing something with familiarity, skills is the ability to use that knowledge effectively. And then the abilities is being competent and executing those skills and being able to actually do something with the knowledge, then the skills that you have, right? Those are important in determining whether or not you can perform the essential functions of the, of the job, if you will. But then I want to contrast that versus how it works in the kingdom of God, right? So we're talking about employment in the world versus working or serving in the kingdom of God. So there's the, um, the positions, serve opportunities, if you will, as a greeter, usher, uh, shuttle driver, parking lot, um, mentor, pastors, connect group leaders, whatever you want to call them. So a varied amount or different uh, serve opportunities, if you will. And then the application, they still have a process, right? So what are the job requirements? What are the required qualifications? What are the standards for the position? Definitely want to know what the description of the duties are. And then we need to know if you're qualified to perform the job, right? So, but here's the difference. So the requirements of the job for serving the kingdom is this, very simple. You must be willing to serve others. That's the requirement of the job if you're going to serve in the kingdom of God. You must be willing to serve others. And 1 Peter 4.10 says it this way. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So those are the requirements. You must be willing to serve others. Now, what about qualifications? Do you qualify? Well, you must have received a gifting from God. That's your qualification to serve in a ministry, to serve in the kingdom. So you must have received a gifting from God. Now, you may be sitting there thinking, well, I don't know. I'm not sure I've received any gifting from God. What is my gifting or have I received one or I don't have any skills that God has given me um, to serve the kingdom. But then I would tell you that in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, it says this, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Now, it doesn't say that he alone determines whether or not you'll get a gift. No, no, no. We each get a gifting from God through the Holy Spirit. So you do have the qualifications, right? So requirement, must be willing to serve others. Qualification, must have received a gifting from God. Guess what? You've got a gifting from God. So what does that mean? Well, the qualifications to me is not necessarily a qualification when you're going to serve the kingdom of God. It's what I call a qualification, if you will, right? It's being qualified, not necessarily qualified. So God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. So it's not about whether or not you have a gifting, but it's a matter of God has given you a gifting and he's calling you 
to perform some function in the kingdom of God. So Romans 8.30 says it this way, And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So to a man, when we're looking at employment in the world and a company, to a man, a person has to be qualified. You have to have the qualifications uh, in order to perform the functions of the job. So the knowledge, skills, the ability. But to God, a person has to be called and then he will justify and glorify that person. In other words, he will qualify me. So do you think that God would call you to do something only to have you fail? No, he doesn't. He doesn't work that way. So he's called you. He's he's called you. Therefore, he'll qualify you. So too many times we we worry about what well, can I do this job? But you know what? It's not about whether you can do it or not. It's a matter of whether you want to do it. So you must be willing to serve others and then God will qualify you. So God will give you the qualifications you need in order to fulfill whatever he's calling you to do. So it's opposite of that. Right. So in the, the interview process, if you will. So if we're, if we're contrasting the, the real world versus God's kingdom, God's interviews work under a very simple concept. Your past is just that your past and it does not define your future. Unlike the real world where we said your past behaviors is the best predictor of your future behavior. God doesn't look at it that way. So if he only looked at our past, none of us would be able to do anything, would be qualified to do anything because of the past that we have. So thankfully, God shifts that and changes that. So your past is just that. It's your past. He doesn't define, it doesn't define your future. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. In other words, what you've done in the past does not disqualify you for what God has for you in your future. The only thing that is significant from your past is that moment when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. How you behaved in your past is not an indication of what you'll behave like in the future. Thankfully, right? That's mercy. That's grace. 1 Corinthians 6.11 says, And such were some of you, but you have been washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So the questions would have shifted. If, you, if you're looking at being interviewed in the kingdom of God, here's something. Can you tell me about the greatest achievement at work you were able to attain through me? So that's God interviewing you, right? So taking, making sure that we understand that, hey, can you name some things that you've achieved at work because, because of your relationship with me or through me? Can you please describe the environment in which you will thrive and be able to contribute as you serve others? So again, a shift in how we how questions are asked. What kind of oversight and interaction does your father provide? I'm talking about capital F father, right? Abba the father. Can you tell me about a time when you overcame a major obstacle in your life and what role did God play during that situation? Can you tell me about a time when you had to deal with conflict with a coworker? How did your prayer life affect that situation? And what are the three most important areas in your life where God has full control? So you see, the shifting of the questions is based on the fact that God is not looking at our past. God is looking at our future. But also, God is looking at making sure that we understand that what we've done in the past, the accomplishments that we've had in the past, that we understand and ensure that we're giving Him credit for those. We didn't do those on our own. It was through Him and because of Him, right? So again, going back to knowledge, skills, abilities, right? The factor condition of knowing something is the knowledge, the skills, the ability to use it, and the ability is being competent in that. So I have some questions for you. So what are knowledge, skills, and abilities do you possess now in your walk with God? Knowledge, are you in the Word? Do you try to gain more knowledge in your area of gifting? Skills, do you apply what you read, what you study? Are you using your gifts? Abilities, you have the knowledge and the skills, but are you competent in applying what you have learned into your daily walk? Are you serving others? 
Well, many times we get caught up on God would never use me. I have such a storied past that there is no way that God could use me to better the kingdom. So that's why I love this. This is an unknown author. Think God can't use you is, is the question. And so it says the next time you feel like God can't use you, just remember Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused. Moses stuttered. Gideon was afraid. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep while praying. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Timothy had an ulcer. And Lazarus was dead. Now, no more excuses. God can use you to fulfill the potential that he's put inside of you. But you have to make the choice to accept that calling. You're the one that has to decide, you know what? It's not about me and my qualifications. It's not about me and my past. It's about God and my future. So it has to be a paradigm shift. You have to change your mind, your mindset. You have to change the way you look at things, right? You have to understand that in the past when we were relying on ourselves, there was many, many, many failures. But now and in the future, we're relying on God to gift us with the qualifications that we need in order for us to perform the job that he's called us to do in his kingdom. So don't take it upon yourself. Remember, God is the one that qualifies. He calls you, you accept it, he qualifies you. And that's all we need. Thank you so much for listening this week. And I pray that you have a blessed week coming up. Thanks for having joined us this week on Man Under Construction. We hope that you come back next week. Hit that subscribe button, join us, get some more tools for your toolbox. Have a blessed week.